You know what time it is. It is that very special time of year where I, the basketball guy, Harry Potter, pretend to love football for two months until basketball season starts, and then I completely fall off. But for that two months, nobody loves this shit more than me. Um, today, I have Bob Ventimiglia on of I-80 Sports, and he was on last year. I'm so hyped that I didn't even do the regular intro because it's just, it's <laughs> fantasy football season. Like, I I do fall off once basketball starts, but before then, I'm obsessed. I, I'm watching quarterback. I'm watching uh, Hard Knocks. Bob, how are you doing, bro? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time without football and you know we all have our own vices to keep us uh busy until then uh mine soccer yours is basketball um we have like we actually started a basketball uh podcast at i80 sports we have a bunch of really cool guys if you want to check that out sometime definitely um, they you know are, are doing the same thing just just turning the wheels in the off season until you know we, we get some more news and you know until the nfl season starts so, you know, it's it's a great time if you haven't started your draft prep yet. Uh, there's still probably two weeks until then. Um, get after it, you know. Well, this is the start of my draft prep. Like, I, <laughs> I have questions. I outsource to the listeners, to dudes I play in leagues with. Like, look, I'm having Bob on again. Send the questions. Um, I actually got a phone call from uh, my boy Tommy Simpson after I texted him. We were talking, and then he was like, well, if you're having the fantasy guy on again, just read me your questions and I'll see what I can add. And like, that was just fun. <laughs> Great. So I, I did take some notes on what you sent me. So hopefully I'm not uh, too thrown off. I'm, I'm usually a little better at preparation than being put on the fly. But, you know, that's sometimes when you get the best answers, you know, when it's not prepared and you just got to fly off the cuff. So so hopefully I have a good episode for you guys here. No, there's nothing crazy here. Um, everything I sent you is pretty much what we have. Um, cool. I might have added a few names to some questions, like of uh, players that were sort of wondering, hey, what's their situation this year? Yeah, there's there's a lot, and and I think more than any season in the past, there there's question marks all up and down the board. And last year, I think I was pretty dialed in on what was going on, and it seems like this year. There's so many wild cards. There's so many uh, changes, quarterback changes, depth chart changes, a lot of star running backs moving uh, to teams. And, and that's going to, you know, make, make our job a lot more difficult this year on really spotting value. All right. So do you want to just start with there? Um, these are pretty big names, um, but they're also names that we have questions on. Um, out of these names, just give us like a comfortability. Do you want me to go one by one or just give you the whole group? Yeah, let's go by one, one by one. Um, let's start with uh, Deshaun Watson, the masseuse. <laughs> His legal trouble seems to be over. Um, so I think there's still two pending cases, but in, in his suspension that he's already served, there was language like um, this still serve for every allegation we already know. So in case something new comes out, um, I, I think he... I think his team knows where to keep him out of by now. Uh, so I don't think that that should be an issue much anymore. My trouble with Deshaun Watson is his play. He he hasn't shown anything last year. You know, that's two years since we've seen him uh, play really 
good quality football. And that for me is two years too long. So, you know, in, in, unless something magic happens, I'm staying away from Deshaun Watson, not because of the legal trouble, because of the on the field uh, issues. He's just not. And that was my actual question. Because when he came back for Cleveland last year, he was bad. Yeah. Yeah. And bad, with, you yeah. know, Nick Chubb with guys like that, you're just going to want to hand the ball off as many times as possible. There's some value to be had all over the field for this team, but just on a bad team, a quarterback that hasn't shown anything, there's no reason you have to draft him, right? There, there's no, you know, all right. I don't need that um, problem. Another dude with legal troubles and who may or may not have lost a step. You know who I'm talking about? Is that Alvin Kamara? Bingo. Yeah, so with Alvin Kamara, um, his suspension was handed down, and that seems like, again, another case where he's going to miss three games. We know that. Um, however, you know, um, things aren't looking good for him. He's getting another year older. He was never a, a workhorse back. I mean, he was never getting 250, 300 rushes a season. It was all about the receptions. I think he had multiple seasons with like 85 targets, 60. I think it was 66 was the number of receptions in a row. That time's over. New offensive coordinator, new coach, new everything, uh, new system. Derek Carr is actually going to be the best quarterback they've seen in a couple of years down there. Um, so I think Alvin Kamara is done. I think he's done. Um, currently, he's sitting at running back 50. It's probably appropriate. He, we're not going to reach for him up the draft board this year. Now, this is the info I need because like, without this conversation, I would have been Oh, Alvin Kamara is still on the board. Let me grab him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he's down there. He's he's all the way down, um, I guess, 50th off the dashboard. He's on my cheat sheet. He's I'm scrolling to find him. So if that gives you any idea, okay. <laughs> he's, on, he's a second-page player now. All right, the rest of these are all quarterbacks. We'll start with my guy, Joe Shiesty. Uh He's injured, and I'd assume he misses at least a few weeks into the season. How has that changed your rankings? So as for Joe Burrow, um, it, it hasn't really changed my rankings very much. He's a tier two player for me. If he misses a game or two, quarterback is one of the easiest positions to stream. Granted, you're in a you know one quarterback league. I think the chance of re-injury is pretty low in, in case something new pops up. Joe Burrow does have a, a history of injuries, especially, you know, lower body, knee, soft ligament stuff. So I don't think he carries necessarily any more risk than any of these other guys, um, but I do have him outside the top tier. I have him right now on my cheat sheet as uh, quarterback six. Um, really quickly, just behind who I'm sure we can guess the list, but just give them to us. <laughs> Mahomes, Allen, Fields, Hurts, that's tier one. Herbert and Burrow are tier two. In that order, if it was not uh, for an injury question mark, Burrow would be above Herbert for me. Perfect. Um, this is an interesting name, or maybe it's not. Jordan Love. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you, you, you're right there. Um, there's no smoke, so there's no fire here. Um, Green Bay didn't come up with a plan B. There are a lot of really good wide receiver depth pieces here. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is one who really fit, uh, kind of fits the bill. And then, uh, you know, you could look at, uh, over at Watson. He, he also had a pretty good season last year. Mm -hmm. But as for the quarterback situation, if Aaron Rodgers is complaining that his targets aren't good enough, then Jordan Love isn't going to be lifted up uh, by, by he's not going to be propped up by those players either. Uh, there, there's just nothing there. I'm going to watch 
this is something we got to keep an eye on because Green Bay is, you know, the the team that drafts a quarterback and leaves them in the system a few years. If you remember Aaron Rodgers, I think was what sitting on the bench for four or five seasons Forever before he got the time. Favre. To, and then Favre went to Favre might have went to Minnesota, then the Jets. But it's yeah. funny that Rodgers also wound up on the Jets after Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, that is. I mean, I guess it's not interesting because Jets draft 15-year-old quarterbacks, and then when that doesn't work out, look for a veteran to fill in. But, you know, back back, back to Green Bay, they might draft a quarterback. They're like they're behind the eight ball with their plan now because now they, they can't have that guy being mentored for two or three years. So Jordan Love, we're going to know by the end of the season if he's good or not, and we're going to know what he has. Um, until I get that tape, I can't rank him. Um, okay, so he's a anywhere. stay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right. What about oh, this is an alley question. She's a huge Niners fan. Where do you stand on a uh, Brock Purdy? He has weapons. Yes, he does have weapons. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be enough to make him fantasy football relevant in one quarterback leagues. I have him outside the top 12, so okay. he will not in any of my one quarterback uh, leagues be owned. He went an incredible run at the end of last season, but he's also a guy who they didn't really invest very, very much in. They still have Trey Lance, who was supposed to be the franchise guy. Obviously, he got outplayed, missed some time during injury, and Purdy was too good to bench. <laughs> that, you know, that is kind of that simple. When, when a guy's balling out, you know, this is kind of the Dak Prescott uh, of Tony 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see it. He's going to have a chance until he fails. And um, I don't think there's going to be much in the realm of fantasy relevance. You know, you, we always have what I call uh, Shanahanigans. It's just, you know, these running backs that you're just going to um, mix in the bunch, uh, run first. And then you have, you know, guys like Debo Samuel lining up in the backfield. I don't think there's much downfield presence with this team. Um, you obviously have incredible uh, wide receivers but i think you know this is kind of west coast offense this year and for purdy uh, it's it's probably not going to to feed onto the fantasy football field all right and last uh but not least lamar jackson our former league mvp trade me i'm gonna hold out i'm not gonna play in this playoff game i may or may not have been eligible to where do we stand on him because when he's on the field he is a fantasy monster He's got a, some new, a fancy new toy in OBJ. What are our thoughts on Lamar? So after that, Justin Herbert and Burrow, um, I have the next group of guys, and that's Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, obviously young guys who are going to take the next step and be in that, uh, hopefully jump a tier for next season. Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins are like opposites, right? Kirk Cousins is safe, but not sexy. And Lamar Jackson is high boom, high bust, but the, this Baltimore team, something's just wrong every single year. I don't like to project for injuries, but you almost have to. Like You know Lamar Jackson is not playing 16 games. You knew that coming into this week, right? Like You, you don't need to prep that. You know Lamar Jackson is going to miss time. So while I can't uh, put a number on it and say three games, six games, two games, I don't know, but I do know it's enough to kind of bump him down in points scored from that top. So he's like a high points per game guy, but maybe a lower points over the course of the season. You know, um, if you take him, you have to back it up with another pick later in the draft, maybe a Derek Carr, a Jared Goff, someone who's just going to be steady and, and a good fill-in. 
again. Uh, I hate projecting injuries, and I hate when fantasy analysts do that. But like, he's going to be injured, right? Like, <laughs> there, there's well, part really... of it is his size mixed with his style of play. Yeah, oh, he takes hits. He invites it. Yeah, he, he invites hits, and he's not quite as beefy as, a, say, a Josh Allen. Yeah, he's not a running back. He's not a running back. You know, we've seen this before. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the guy in Green Bay. Uh, Ty Montgomery, maybe probably four or five years ago now, who mm-hmm. um, was a wide receiver. They had no one at running back, so he slotted in at running back, and then the issues start. You know, these guys are just built differently. Uh, running backs and wide receivers aren't meant to be built the same, just like a linebacker, defensive lineman, and a cornerback aren't meant to be built the same. And it's hard when one slots into the other. That's what we're going to see with these rushing quarterbacks. Like, if you can avoid getting hit, you have a lot better longevity. Maybe if you scramble, um, that's going to be better than these designed run plays. I, I don't know, but Lamar Jackson just, uh, he, he, he strikes me as too much risk. Why would you take a high pick on him when you could take someone else uh, much better in that range? Excuse me, not much better, not much better, much safer. No, safe, I, I think I got what you meant. Um did we learn anything about adding the extra game? We just brought up injuries. They added an extra regular season game last year. I asked you, did that change your projections last year? This year I'm asking, did we see an influx of injuries? Did Was there any new knowledge gained from, I know it's a very small sample size. Yeah. I think we saw a heavier rotation. We saw, you know, more players getting in the mix, especially at the running back position, Uh, a huge devaluation of the running back position. I don't know if you've, uh, you know, kept up with the news and notes on that one, but running backs are having a huge issue getting paid because they're expendable. There's, you know, two or three per team. Uh, A lot of teams have found that, Hey, we just slot the next guy in and it's suitable. You know, we're past first anyway, but we're going to carry two or three running backs. So the top ones aren't really getting paid. There's been problems with uh, Jonathan Taylor getting a contract. There's still question marks where he's going to get traded to before the season starts. Um, there were problems, you know, with Zeke getting paid, getting a contract. There were issues with Dalvin Cook, one of the, the best running backs in the league, couldn't find a suitor for any price because they they knew that he wanted too much. So... I, I feel that's kind of the case. I feel like we need to know more of the depth charts. We need to prepare for injuries and drafting in rounds 10 through 16 matters more now than ever uh, because those are guys who are going to start games on your team. All right, you brought up Dalvin Cook. So uh, what do you feel about the Jets backfield situation between Hall and uh, Cook? Brees Hall is returning from an injury. Dalvin Cook just recently signed. Are you taking either of them? Yes, I'm taking both at the right price. However, the right price hasn't really been there. Now, keep in mind, there are still two other running backs, Michael Carter and Zonovan Knight on that depth chart, who uh, were shooting up draft boards before uh, Dalvin Cook got signed there. Now, um, I'm not sure what the Dalvin Cook contract is. I'm going to look it up right now, but it's, it's hefty. It's okay, uh, one, it year, one year. I know it's a one year deal. One year, eight point six million dollars. So you you have to follow the money. You can yeah, you, pay, you didn't money. pay him to to come in and talk like exactly. you eight million means he's going to be on the field. And I think that also speaks a little bit to Brees Hall's readiness. I know he was cleared to play. Um, everything looks good from their standpoint. But if that's their guy, that's who they invested in. They're not going to want to rush him back. There is so much talent in this backfield, and now it's Dalvin Cook, who's just a bruising runner. 
Dalvin Cook's another player who's injured all the time because he invites hits and he gets hit hard. But that also punishes the defense. You know, over the course of the game, after you've been trying to tackle Dalvin Cook 13, 14, 15 times, then Michael Carter runs right around the outside of you. It's it's going to be a good game plan. Um, I'm not sure this Jets team is going to quite be that, that there's a lot of red zone touches or anything like that. But I do think Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall will finish the season with just about as many touches. Um, you know, you've seen Aaron Rodgers has watched Dalvin Cook very closely over the course of both their careers. You got to keep in mind, you know, Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers had, you know, personnel decisions to make. And he said, get me down. Now, I don't know this for sure, but they, there's no way they signed Dalvin Cook without talking to Aaron Rodgers about it. And Aaron Rodgers has seen him play. He knows what he's capable of. I think that there's there's more smoke here than than people think. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be a very, very valuable fantasy running back, especially over the first half of the season. He's a player that I'm going to draft, I'm going to keep, and then week 10, 11, 12, when the touches start to turn over in Brees Hall's favor, ship him out. That's how you And that is why we have you on. Like, that is golden information. Um, You brought up Rodgers. Where is he in your ranking? I was surprised to see uh, that you hadn't mentioned him, but I had heard Kirk Cousins' name and a few others. So I just want to ask. Yeah, so I do I do tiers, not quite rankings. Now, I do rank them. I do stat them out for the season. But then you'll see these pockets where Which all these players kind of have the same players, Like this, this is group is group A. Just like when you're drafting in the real draft, like, hey, this is a superstar level guy. And this guy exactly. might be all pro level. Exactly. So I have Aaron Rodgers with the boring <laughs> quarterbacks who don't run the ball. You know, that's what it is. He's not going to be an elite passing talent anymore. He's on the wrong side of 40. I have him with, you know, Kyler, Russell Wilson, Sean Watson, Geno Smith, and Tua with those guys. And I think Aaron Rodgers has the safest floor, meaning he's going to produce for you week in and week out. He's still, you know, the golden boy. He's still everything he was. But I'm not going to expect Justin Fields numbers because he doesn't add anything with his feet. All right. Um this is something that like I'm into last time we spoke, you were like, yeah, if you can do it, do it, but you're never going crazy for them. Give me a couple stacks. Stacks. So yeah, um, there, this is so hard because really the correct answer is, you know, stack players when they fall to you in the draft. Yeah. Right. There's only one stack you'd be reaching for. And that's Kelsey in the first round, Mahomes in the second round. Okay. That is risky. That is better in tight end premium leagues or in, you know, six point per touchdown league, something like that. Anything where the quarterback is going to be at a premium. That is the toughest strategy to employ. It's not for beginners. This is an expert strategy because you have to know depth that wide receiver and running back so that the next 10 picks are going to be those guys off your board. But you get such a positional advantage at tight end such a positional advantage at quarterback, you're going to win tight end and quarterback every single week, week in and week out. So that's a tough strategy. I would not suggest it. If you're coming to me for information, you probably can't employ this effectively. Um, I'll do it somewhere um, if I can. Next up, uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, of course. They're just two ballers, two of the best at their position. And if you can stack them, uh, do it. That's kind of the next stack. The the third stack I'm going to give you is a little tricky one to employ also for my friends down in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is a monster 
at the position. He's going to be in the, the fight for a top two, top three at the quarterback position pretty easily. Now, there's two wide receivers we can stack him with. You have A.J. Brown, who's an all-star, right? This is the guy, wide, wide receiver five on last season, wide receiver one from weeks 13 on. That is the ideal stack, ideal scenario. However, Devonta Smith is another guy who came in uh, to Philadelphia last season and was kind of hit or miss. Now, he disappeared some weeks, finished super strong. He was uh, wide receiver 10 on the season, but he was wide receiver two from weeks 13 on. So weeks 13 on, which is those fantasy playoffs, once this team really got solid, you had the quarterback probably, I'm just going to guess he was quarterback top three. And then you had the number one and number two wide receiver on the same team for the course of the fantasy season. And again, just keep in mind, AJ Brown, solid. He's the better option, steadier throughout the season. But Devonta Smith is going to be those, you know, two touchdown games and really throw you over the top or maybe, you know, disappoint you a couple of weeks. So there's some uh, boomer bust, two scenarios with the same quarterback there. That is, so that's a fun one. When do you look to, actually, I'm going to word this question differently because I can get two questions off in one. Um, what, uh, due to depth this year, what position do you think is the strongest? Uh, 100% it's wide receiver. This is the the year of the, you know, people are calling it the running back position. Um, it used to be like zero RB, but now they call yeah. it hero RB. Where if you can get one of the top three or four guys, those are really the only guys who are going to be super safe and everyone else is in the committee behind them. But if you look at the top wide receivers, you got first round guys, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill. Then in my second tier, Stefan Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine guys I could draft in the first round and be comfortable with them. All right. So what is your strategy like in a perfect world, in a perfect world, what's your strategy going in? Are you zero RB? My, no, I'm always running back heavy. I look for a positional advantage wherever they appear. So I'm I'm always looking and reflecting on my draft board. I generally speaking, if I'm not a top three or last three pick in the round, I'm going to go best available wide receiver or running back. I don't like to leave the top, the first three rounds without a running back, which really means round one or two. I'm looking at, um, you know, Bijan Robinson, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb, one of those guys who's going to get a lot of touches who might be the hero on his team. Because after that, there's all just question marks. You know, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson, all these guys are in a committee. There's still guys even like Jonathan Taylor. We don't know where he's going to end up. You could think, oh, I'm safe. I drafted, you know, this player. And then Jonathan Taylor's in your backfield the next week. So I like to that grab one miserable. of those. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's awful. I like to, you know, get one of those established running backs and then just wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. There's so much value early in drafts with these guys. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be reading and reflecting on the board, uh, trying to see how much risk I have involved. You know, you want to mitigate your risk the best, the best you possibly can. And, you know, just, just play it from there. All right. And you mentioned um, if you were trying to stack Kelsey and Mahomes, you would take Mahomes in the second round. Is that about as early as you would take a quarterback? Like I I've never drafted a quarterback in the first round. I'm normally, my strategy is I'm normally one of the last, I either want to be first to grab a QB or last. I agree with that. Uh, completely 
Um, let me check out my sheet 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 here and see, because now I use tiered rankings, which are sorted by position, but I'm going to find um, ADP by position. And let's see, I'm going to sort by quarterbacks here. Sorry. Thank you, Fantasy Pros. Um, not sponsored. For those that are wondering, um, ADP is average draft position. Just, just throwing it out there in case anybody needed to know it. Patrick Mahomes is currently going 14th overall, which is right around the turn, the mm -hmm. first, second turn. Uh, Josh Allen is going 18th, middle of the second round. Jalen Hurts, 22nd, end of the second round. Um, and then, you know, you got a bunch of guys later on. I'm going to be waiting around the fifth round looking for Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, someone like that. I almost never reach. And the Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey stack has never fallen to me. So I, I haven't taken it. It's just, it's a theory that I would like to try. Um, it, it's in reality, you really need to have, you know, something special fall to you at the turn. Maybe you're sitting at 12 and, and you, you know, get one for round 12 and two. one in the second. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Okay, those were fun. You mentioned Bijan Robinson, so uh, he's a rookie. What other rookies should we have our eyes on? Yeah, yeah. For uh, my first one, is going to go Jameer Gibbs from Detroit. They had a pretty good backfield: Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. They got rid of everyone. They cleared house during the offseason, brought Jameer Gibbs in to be that guy. There's going to be a lot of red zone touches in Detroit. Hopefully, this year he's going to get a hefty bulk of those. Currently running back 15 on my draft sheet. That's a back end running back two. Um, so that's going to be maybe like fourth round, late third. So I absolutely love Jameer Gibbs, the talent he brings to that Detroit team. Detroit historically is a team that runs the football. There's so many, you know, Barry Sanders, so many great uh, history of running the football, and they haven't been able to get anything out of their backfield for the last couple seasons. You know, Swift, was amazing for a couple of weeks. Uh, and it just seems, um, who was the guy before that? A uh, carry on Johnson was hot for a couple of weeks. They just haven't had great that consistency. Name, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it's a great football name. That, that, that is an elite, forget football. That's an elite running back name. Yeah. Like that kid was born to run the ball. Carry on. Yeah. Well, apparently uh, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't even know what team he's on right now. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a, a tough scenario there. Um, other, rookies if, if we want to touch some wide receivers you got smackson jackson smith and jigba from seattle he joins metcalf and lockett probably the best wide receiver room in football he's going to see some targets but it's going to depend on gino playing well gino smith their quarterback uh, came over from the jets we thought his career was done we said what are they doing they're starting a backup quarterback he balled out last year I don't think he's quite as good as last year, but I think we do see, you know, this is the new Gino. He is a league average or slightly better quarterback. So I think uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to see a lot of playing time. I'm just not sure if it's going to cut out of Metcalf's touches or cut out of Lockett's touches. My bet is that Lockett sees a little less work and it's Metcalf and Jigba Lockett in that order. Uh, although this is going to throw a wide receiver too. It's going to be maybe in that 45 to 50 range, not a really top, top, top prospect. There is one last guy I want to touch on, wide receiver Jordan Addison from Minnesota. Um, Minnesota has, it's like the haves and the have-nots, right? You have Justin Jefferson and then everyone else in the world. Justin Jefferson was brought in, and there was a huge wide receiver hole on that team. And in Minnesota, they give rookie wide receivers every chance in the world to prove that they got it. And that's what's going to happen with Jordan Addison. If you think about what happened to Justin Jefferson with his breakout season, 
I think Jordan Addison can have a similar season, especially if you're in a keeper league. If you're in a dynasty league, it might be worth grabbing him around early because next season, if you can get him around 12, next season you can keep him around 11, he might be a top 15 wide receiver at that point. We're going to find out real fast. Minnesota does not coach up wide receivers. They go right after it. All right. Um, do we have any running back handcuffs? Like, I know that we're talking that almost running backs, having running backs at this point almost makes no sense. So drafting one guy and then his backup, does that strategy still make sense? Yes, it does. As long as the backup still has standalone value, because you're going to need to plug them in on a bye week. You need, you need to plug them in in an injury. So I love guys who have roles, but can step up and be superstars in their position if an injury happens, right? There's very few handcuffs I see this year that could actually win the starting job outright. But there are some handcuffs that can be in really good positions if an injury comes up. Those guys are A.J. Dillon in Green Bay. Um, with if, if Aaron Jones ever went down with his, you know, whatever he's going to score, 12 touchdowns this season, A.J. Dillon could absolutely be a, a top 10 in the position if that happens. Same thing with Antonio Gibson. You have uh, Zach Charbonnet in Seattle, who is not only a handcuff for Kenneth Walker right now. I think he has a chance to really step up over Walker as the season goes on, especially in the second half. So that could be like your your handcuff and insurance. You know, I, I like that pick there. If you're going Kenneth Walker in Seattle, getting Zach Charbonnet later on. Chuba Hubbard in Carolina. Um, fantastic handcuff there. And this name is going to be tough for me in Minnesota. There's a guy, his name is Kenny. Nwangwu, N-W-A-N-G-W-U. Um, he's in Minnesota. If anything were to happen up there, I think that he has a definite chance of, of stepping up. All right, and then I just got two more uh, really quick ones for you. Um, stayaways. Sure. Now, these, you know, stayaways, red flags, stuff like that. I'm, I'm always looking at Lamar Jackson. I know we touched on it earlier. I just can't take him if I know he's going to miss two, three, four games. He's going at the end of round three. You can get Jameer Gibbs there. You can get DK Metcalf there. You can get Joe Burrow there. There's just so many better options. If one of those falls, I will undoubtedly be taking them ahead of Lamar Jackson. Next up, you have uh, Elijah Moore. It's possible third fiddle to Mari Cooper and Njoku over there in uh, with the Browns. He's really on Deshaun Watson actually playing well. I just don't think it's there. He looked good on the Jets for a time because Jets had nothing else. He's currently going ninth and 10th round, but I just like guys with more upside. I don't think Elijah Moore has any upside. You could get Cortland Sutton, who could be like the main, you know, red zone target on a very, very good Bengals offense in the same spot. So I'm going to do that instead. And are Justin Fields, is Justin Fields real? Justin Fields is real now. I'm I'm so glad you put this on there. Justin Fields, when I in I do projections for each and every NFL team, I don't just like look at guys and say, um, I like him here and place him there. I I have every play of the NFL season statted out. Every wide receiver has a yardage number, a touchdown total, a fantasy points total. Justin Fields is my quarterback one on the season. So that is how high on Justin Fields I am. I don't think there's any chance of failure here. Even if the offense is very bad, he's going to have a lot of fourth quarter value. He runs the ball. I think I had him statted out to get almost 1,600 yards and seven rushing touchdowns. 
that would be running back 20 in most NFL seasons. So he has that kind of value on his own add, um, you know, some passing threats. And I don't think that even if he plays awful, he's still going to get you fantasy points. And I don't think there's any chance of him being benched. So I have him at uh, one and I'm comfortable with that. ECR he's your right number now, one quarterback. He's, he's number one on my board. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I number one on my board. I love this. ECR, which is expert consensus ranking. It's uh, something I believe fantasy pros does. They take all the fantasy uh, see experts cheat sheets and come up with an expert consensus rank is number six for fields. So that's a lot of value. He's on my draft board at number three. And that's for the fact that I kind of triangulate my own thoughts with uh, current round ADP mm-hmm. draft position and the expert consensus rankings to come up with like a composite number. Um, you're not going to draft Justin Fields at one. You're going to let Mahomes and Allen come off the board first because, you know, going out and getting your guy isn't always the best value. Yes. Right. So um, he is third on my cheat sheet in the first quarterback tier. Um, he is for real. He absolutely is for real. This is the new NFL. Um, you know, we'll talk about injuries once they happen to him because, you know, running quarterbacks are going are gonna to yeah. take hits, but I'm not too concerned about any of that. I'm taking Justin Fields and I'm being comfortable with it this season. All right. That's all I had for you. I'm so one, I'm probably a bit of a narcissist. Like I do listen to my own work, (laughs) but like I am going to put this out and then I'm going to listen to this with a pen and paper and literally take notes from this because the information that you gave us was so amazing. So if you could just do me a favor and plug I 80 sports and let them know where they can here you listen to you and where I can get one of those fire ass shirts. <laughs> so th- this actually made myself, but you can find them on our website at I 80 sports. There's a lot of merch up in there um, that, that we can hook you up with. Um, ID sports is a full uh, podcast network covering all major sports in the area, baseball, basketball, football, soccer is my specialty. That's kind of where um, my, my bread is buttered on the channel. If you want to say that, um, but, you know, I like what you said about, you know, taking notes. I love podcasting. I like hearing other people. Um, and when I'm doing a, a team preview or something like that, I've sit there with my, I have a notepad out right now. Uh, you can't see it, but I have my pen in my hand. Um, and whenever anything comes up, I jot it down. That's, you know, the best way to do it. Um, fantasy football is here. It, it's tough. There's a lot of guys out there with contrasting opinions. So you got to find someone you trust and, you know, uh, do, do the best you can to, you know, take notes, uh, learn strategies, get the players, throw out the magazines, you know, find a podcast you trust that you listen to, find some of these expert consensus rankings on uh, Fantasy Pros. You can go to idsports.com. I have my draft sheet. Uh, it's tiered, so it's different colors. Each color is a different tier of guys. And uh, I don't give you too many uh, instructions. There's a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end. They're not mixed. They're, you know, they're separate. And, you know, find your tier, find your guy. Have a great draft, you know, don't let anyone else, uh, you know, rain on your parade, you know, because at the end of the season, a lot of these teams that are bad teams at the beginning turn out, you know, an injury or two go your way and all of a sudden you're right back in it. So, you know, enjoy the process. Um, you guys can reach out to me at I eight zero underscore sports on Twitter. Any questions, I'll try to get the right, 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 right back to you the best I can. Um, and I just want to thank you again for having me on your show. And guys, when I tell you, he'll get back to you fast. Um, I, I was telling him off air, hey, my girlfriend was like, when are you going to have uh, Bob on for fantasy football? 
And I was like, oh, I should reach out. I reached out yesterday, Tuesday. We are potting Wednesday. So he will <laughs> I was sitting on the beach quickly. when I got that, actually. I was I was sitting. Uh, I'm from New Jersey here. So um, I may be an hour and a half from, you know, seeing uh, Seaside Heights, which is like the Jersey Shore boardwalk from, mm-hmm. from the Jersey Shore. So I went down there yesterday. I was sitting on the beach. You, you, you hit me up. Hey, I got tomorrow free. Let's do it. You know, uh, always love to 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 be a guest. Um, have me on anytime you want. I'll, I'll I'll do what I can to be here. All right. I appreciate it, Bob. Thank you for your time, guys. Make sure you guys are going over to i eighty sports. Make sure you're following Bob at i eighty underscore sports. Um, this has been the Shaw's Law podcast, and like that, we out. <laughs>